town there's been. Who's there to write to anyway? Hi, and welcome to Gotham TV Podcast, episode 11. Uh, welcome back. I'm Derek, one of your hosts. Hi, I'm John, your other host. This week we're going to be talking about a lot of the news that's come out of the uh, the Television Critics Association um, with regard to Gotham. We're also going to be joined by some guests later on. So with one of the biggest fan events starting up this year with San Diego Comic-Con International um, this week, 24th to the 27th of July, we're chatting to Candice and Sophia from Gotham Addicts. We'll be chatting to them not only about Gotham and Comic-Con this week, but we'll also be seeing how they got started and how they manage and deal with the fan communities that they've helped to establish for shows such as Sons of Anarchy, The Strain, and of course now the fall series Gotham. We'll also be checking about how they like to use Twitter to engage with their fans and the cast of the shows that they follow. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to to hearing from the Gothamatics. I think it's time for the news. In news this week, and there's been plenty of it, as uh, as Derek has said, we've had the Television Critics Association uh, press tour, uh, the TCAs. It's also just building up gradually to um, San Diego Comic-Con International. And obviously we have mentioned about the huge Warner Brother DC Entertainment event taking place on Saturday in Hall H., um, so huge news sort of starting to come out, various rumors uh, and all this. Yeah, I think this is kind of the week as, we, as we've been talking about, you know, if you're doing San Diego Comic-Con, there's going to be so much news coming out of that. It's really good for the channels to kind of get out ahead of it and put out some big news themselves to get picked up before San Diego Comic-Con. So, um, so the TCAs was a pretty good event for Fox to come out and, and really give a bit of a push behind Gotham before it gets into the madness of Comic-Con with all the news that's going to be coming out of that. And they certainly did. Executive producer Bruno Heller has kind of been tackling the rumours about the Joker appearing and also some of the more disgruntled tone about, you know, why is Ivy Pepper called Ivy Pepper and not Poison Ivy or other names that we would know her by from the comics. Yes, so, she's most well known as Pamela Isley in the comics before she becomes Poison Ivy. So there's been some questions over that. Which yeah, the... she was played by Uma Thurman then obviously in um, Batman Forever. Uh, yeah. No, Batman and Robin. It was Batman and Robin, yeah. I'm yeah. trying to push that one out of my mind. <laughs> there's been a few recent reports that every episode of Gotham uh, begin to introduce a person who essentially the audience is going to think, ooh, this could be the Joker. And Bruno Heller then has clarified that they actually did. In a sense, they partly confirmed this this rumour, um, or report, I should say, that they did want to tease um, Joker out amongst other villains and other characters that we know from Gotham. But it wasn't quite as um, extreme as was being reported, that it would be literally every episode where you'd get someone, I don't know, maybe in the background that could be the Joker. And so it was that more that they wanted to play around with the idea that the Joker was somehow present within Gotham and that he would be this what's he and who and when is he going to turn into what we all know he becomes, which is ultimately Batman's biggest nemesis. But he kind of went on to say that, yeah, they do want to play with that down the line, but not every episode. Yeah. That, that would obviously begin to... So we would probably have to have a spot called the Joker Watch um, for for every episode that comes out. So it basically said, yes, there will be teasers surrounding the Joker. And, you know, could this person possibly be it? But this idea that it would just be kind of being teased in every episode. that Oh, it could be him. Oh, it could be him. Oh, it could be him. That that's not going to happen because obviously that would get tired very quickly, I think. Absolutely. Like, this essentially came from a, a very quick snippet of a comedian on stage at Fish Mooney's Bar. And it's a very... It's, I think we, you see a glimpse of it in one of the trailers that they put out, um, but it's also in the first episode, apparently. And people instantly went, okay, well, that, that guy's a comedian. Is he the Joker? Is he going to turn into the Joker in the future? Is that why they're focusing on the comedian? <laughs> so, yeah. um, so I think they, they wanted to just put a bit of a... 
put a put a bit of a, a spin on a spin on what the the rumor had been, I suppose. Yeah, they kind of clarified it really, and then the other aspect came from some expression of frustration that's been going on about, um, you know, most of the other characters in Gotham either have um, the same name or alter egos that we would be familiar with, that Ivy Pepper being played by Claire Foley. Mm-hmm. Um, that this is very different, uh, the name, but the name is Ivy Pepper. And most people from the comics, from previous movies, would know her as Pamela Isley and not as Ivy Pepper. And this, again, was essentially slightly clarified further about these stories, and it's kind of a neat aspect to these villains that I suppose we all kind of need to just remember, which is that there are some that will be fully formed. Mm -hmm. There will be those that maybe have hints or or little nuggets of of that character that we know they're going to turn into, and you can see their journey. And then there are other people who don't know what they are yet to become that we obviously do, and that kind of maybe single moments that turning point that might happen so it'll be very interesting and bruno heller kind of just indicated that you know i'm we'll caution you here that there will be some spoilers uh to this i suppose for the show is that if you don't like spoilers just skip on a couple of seconds yeah skip on a few seconds or <laughs> a few minutes yeah. um knowing how long it's going to take me to get to, <laughs> to my point but ivy pepper is so named because what we're being told is that she doesn't know that she is going to be Poison Ivy. Mm. Or, to a point, Pamela Isley. Because what we have learned is that her mum is going to be very sick, her dad is already dead, and that she's essentially going to be off to an orphanage uh, before she can be placed with uh, foster parents. And that this sort of nice young girl... The one we saw in the trailers just holding the the pot plant, that she's kind of relatively speaking undamaged and she essentially is adopted. And this will start her on that journey of becoming Poison Ivy. Maybe the Foster family isn't quite as well checked as they should have been, that they begin to damage her or neglect her. Mm. Um, and that is the moment where she begins down a journey. So at the moment, she is not on that road to becoming Poison Ivy or Pamela Isley. Absolutely. Or maybe the parents are horticulturalists and teach her how to tend to gardens. Mm-hmm. And she begins to treat them as better than human. Uh, that's it for the spoilers for the Mo. Um, we've got a, got another couple of stories to go through uh, that um, the showrunners and uh, some of the cast have contributed to since the TCAs. Uh, speaking to Jim Vavita of IGN, the showrunners talked about some of the other characters we may be seeing um, in the show where we apparently are going to get Professor Hugo Strange who's a very well known character for anybody that plays the Arkham games uh, quite a connected character to to Arkham Asylum yeah very important for when Batman is in that universe so it'll be interesting to see if he shows up how they will deal with that because mm. in the comics he knows uh, the Batman's identity and becomes very obsessed with that so in that sense he becomes a very important character Hmm. Hugo's going to be introduced um, into the series to show how Arkham was created another one of the main characters of the city of Gotham is is Arkham Asylum Um, essentially this is where all of the supervillains are housed during the time of Batman there seems to be a revolving door in the place where they where they release criminals back in we talked about it during some of our previous podcasts about, about how Arkham is, it seems to not be able to hold on to prisoners. What Bruno Heller has said is that this gives loads of uh, loads of creative ability to the team to write stories about it, you know? This idea of people looking at Arkham as a place where villains go in and come out the door pretty quickly. Um, why is that? Why, why do these characters get released? Why don't you just build a place that, I think I said it myself many times, why don't you just build a place... <laughs> that keeps them in and, and then put them there, you know, a prison. A prison. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so the, the fact they're introducing Hugo Strange, who's definitely connected with Arkham Asylum and that they're, um, they're talking about how they're going to build it. It's going to be really interesting, really intrigued. Another interesting piece that came from this is that they're also mentioned that they're going to bring in Harvey Dent. Um, very, very big character to anybody that's uh, watched the movies, as everybody seems to have at the moment, obviously. Um, character that goes on to become Two-Face, but again, he's going to be a young uh, a young character within the city. Uh, saying they're going to be playing around the same age as Jim Gordon, which makes him a little bit older than um, than the contemporary of Bruce Wayne that we saw in, in The Dark Knight. 
they've said that he's not going to be Bruce Wayne's age, that it's not going to be a high school story um, that sees the two of these children growing up together in some form or another, that this is going to be, in a sense, messing with the timelines of some of these characters, which is not unexpected because you can't have the rogues list of villains all being in in nappies or diapers or you know prepubescent yeah. or moving into adolescence or something like that they like Gotham babies the, yeah exactly you, you have to have i think a bit of flexibility with the timelines that makes sense to to not just have it all being around a particular age range um yeah. but despite that what we have found out recently is that the canonical truths of these characters will remain yeah, I suppose in the same way, it's kind of, you know, the way every single writer approaches Batman when they're writing their first story arc. You don't have to be knowledgeable about every single bit of the previous 75 years of Batman canon. You have to appreciate Batman canon. You have to, there are, there are certain things, hard and fast things that you can't break, which is essentially what these guys are saying for uh, for the Gotham TV show. That there's going to be hard and fast rules that won't break to keep it being Gotham, not just a police procedural on the TV, but they've got to be allowed to tell their stories, you know? So some of the interesting pieces that they've said about it is very much that for the pilot itself, they've front-loaded it to show people what they have in their pocket. They've showed they've, they've set it up with a number of different villains and a number of different characters, but that's not going to be like that every week. Some weeks we'll focus on smaller, smaller characters and smaller stories, and other weeks we'll have big arcs that lead into three or four episodes. And I think we're hoping that they certainly do have some focus on the MCU in particular. I mean, we've heard that Detective Flash has been cast. We also have two of our faves from the Gotham Central comic series, Renny Montoya and Christmas Allen. Mm -hmm. So we also hope that maybe they delve a bit into those relationships within the MCU and their view on all of this that's going on. That would be really useful. Yeah, you'd hope the Major Crown Gene is going to be a really big part of the story. Yeah, definitely. Um, so a couple of the pieces that they went on to talk about uh, as well, um, that, you know, the whole first season, the kind of major arc of the first season is about the creation of the Penguin and the creation of Oswald Cobblepot's position within the city and his battle with, with Fish Mooney. Um, you could tell that from from even the trailers for the first episode. There's quite a tight-knit grouping there between Fish Mooney and, and Oswald Cobblepot, that she seems to be the leader, she seems to be one teaching them the ropes kind of thing. But it sounds like that's going to expand and, and deepen over the course of the of the series. Then there's going to be some other characters that will emerge much more slowly, such as Edward Nigma will be a much slower burn on this. Yeah, we know we know Edward Nigma is going to be working with the GCPD and the Major Crimes Unit um, at the beginning of the series. We don't know whether that's going to last for three seasons, four seasons. We know as the audience what he'll eventually turn into, but it doesn't have to actually happen on the show. It doesn't have to. He doesn't have to become a supervillain during the the first two seasons of the first season. You know? No, and even as we've discussed before with Ivy Pepper, her route is potentially a, a much longer journey through mm-hmm. through the season one, maybe, or possibly even going into season two. We don't know that yet, but it could be a much longer journey. For her to to put down those roots should i say <laughs> to become poison ivy in the future as an adult um, or at least her keen interest with ecology and with gardening right exactly heather did also mention some of the other characters he said that um, gordon is the moral linchpin of the show he in a way creates batman and gives batman permission to exist in the world the show would show his journey from a man following a strict code of law and order to getting to a place where he can accept it, this dark vigilante, essentially. Now, I'm, I'm intrigued by, by the idea that, that's what, that, that they're going to keep that characteristic of Gordon for the show, that that's very much he is the moral linchpin of, of Gotham. That really links into sort of this, this kind of two-tone to the whole piece, whereby Gotham is going to focus on the decline of the city. It needs, and it's kind of been reiterated now in a number of these interviews, that it needs to show... Um, how far it had to go for there to be a caped crusader, a Batman, a Dark Knight, to be present to deal with the crime and the corruption that had happened. In that sense, Jim Gordon can't just suddenly come in and start cleaning up the city like you would maybe kind of expect. He actually has to fail. But despite that, you're coming at this whole Gotham declining into despair and corruption and, and crime. You're coming at it from the 
keystone of Jim Gordon, so that there is a hope um, and a struggle against these criminal forces, that there is light at the end of the tunnel for the people of Gotham, that there are the ordinary people working to save the city and to make a difference. And that's a really interesting point, I think, that has been brought out too. Absolutely, and I love there's a really good quote from Corey Michael Smith, who's playing Edward Nygma on the show, um, where he basically says that Gotham is about a power struggle. Jim Gordon's always going to have a nemesis in, in Gotham. He'll always have something to fight against. It's never actually fixed. It's never actually working. But the exciting thing is the power struggle between those two different sides, the, the Gothamites that want to save Gotham and the people who want to take it down. Um, really interesting. I think that's it for our news section this week. So yes, uh, on to our discussion now with the Gothamatics. It's uh, it's my pleasure to um, welcome and introduce two ladies from Gotham Addicts, Sophia and Candice, from Toronto in Canada, and they run the Gotham Addicts. Gotham is not your only addiction, I should say, is it? You have many addictions uh, that we see. Sons of Anarchy? Sons of Anarchy? We fuel a lot of addiction. (laughs) (laughs) Sons of Anarchy, first and foremost, that's how it all started. Mm-hmm. Of course, Lovely. yes, and then we and then we moved on to uh, gang related Fox, which is an amazing show, and then of course uh, we jumped on the strain because we knew that that was going to be killer. I mean, how could it not be with Guillermo del Toro? Absolutely. And of course, who doesn't love Gotham? Like the whole everything about Gotham. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, we certainly do. <laughs> We're really excited by it, definitely. Certainly the last sort of two weeks, it's generating such a buzz, so much uh, sort of news, so much sort of just excitement coming out with Comic-Con, but also all these little trailers and, and all the cast on Twitter as well are, are really just being really open, I think. with, with Yeah. Everyone. It's really nice. I think what's really cool about Twitter especially Twitter, is that you can instantly engage. And I think the, that's what's so wonderful about the shows that, that we're involved in as fans, right? Everyone engages, and, and you, can, you can talk to them. You can, you know, uh, you can tweet something, and they'll tweet right back to you. So engaging is really, really important, and it makes it so much more fun. It makes it a lot of fun, and, and I, I absolutely love Twitter. Um, I love that instant, you know, response from somebody. Um, and we've kind of taken Twitter to a, a little bit of a different level with uh, with kind of organizing uh, things with Twitter with, with cast members and such. Um, you know, like, as a matter of fact, right now, there's a, a Sons of Anarchy Q&A going on with one of the stars of the show, Michael Ornstein, who is actually filming and so it's like keep sending me questions and then between you know between shots i'll take answers and you know which is really spontaneous for today but then there's you know other q a's where we set up you know before gang related we've had really some incredible support from that cast and uh one of the major stars from the show each week will do a q a with the uh gang related addicts which is Very which good. is fantastic. That's brilliant. That's really good. It's really engaging for for you guys, the cast, and and for your followers as well on Twitter. That's really really nice. I mean, we, yeah, we've been just blessed. I mean, we have pretty much the whole cast following us on both SOA and uh, a gag related so far, and a number of cast members from The Strain and Gotham, and you know, the other one that's really great is that the networks are following us. As well as, you know, directors, writers, showrunners, you know, we don't, we don't just capture just sort of the, the main characters. We really look at the whole show um, and how it's put together and all the pieces that make it run because we're really fascinated by, by all of it, not just sort of the star of the show. Yeah. 
Yeah, we do every day. That's what happened with Sons of Anarchy. We actually thought that maybe 50 to 100 people would would show up in this Sons of Anarchy group on Facebook, and we're right. almost at 79,000, and we're just exploding. And, that, and that's happened in, in nine months, in the off-season. <laughs> wow. So... You know, I'm not you, sure how I thought I was going to stop at a thousand. I didn't know if I was going to put a big clothes sign on the door. I just had no concept. I mean, really, what what Sophia just said is, I thought, okay, well, if we get 50 people to talk to, I mean, that's how it all started. If I get 50 yeah. people yeah. to talk to, then that would be really fun. Um, I had been in a couple of other groups, not many, but I, I just found I wanted to be in a really respectful place and just talk about the show, and I didn't want, you know, any of the other stuff that, that went yeah, along yeah. with some of the groups. and. Yeah. And that's what started, and it kind of caught on, and, and uh, here we are. Well, it's, such a, it's such a dedicated fan base for, for Sons of Attic, particularly. It's been a, a pretty long-running show starring Donald Logue, uh, for those of the listeners that, are, that, that don't watch it at all. Yeah. Go watch it, I presume, would be your, your advice, guys? Absolutely. <laughs> of course, there's no question. I mean, the, the, the other great thing about the addicts is that, bottom line, everything we, we do is about sharing with the members. And it's never, ever about us. It's always, what more can we do for them? Like, what more can we share? We're not a picture-posting Facebook group, and none of us are into picture-posting groups. We, we we don't just watch this show, you know? Like, we watch the show, and it's like, oh, my God, look what the director did. Look what the set did. Look at, look at the tattoos. Yeah. Look at the makeup. Look at, you know, how characters are played. How the music is intertwined. And, exactly. And what's the, what, what are the words and the lyrics to the song, and how is it matching the montage? And, right. You know, it's, it's, it's all about that. And, you know, ultimately we've created, you know, some segments, we like to call them, um, in, in Sons of Anarchy, which are like where we, we, we also do a lot of informational stuff. Like we talk about the directors and what's their history and which episodes do they direct and, mm. and you know, the writers, what did they write? Where have they written before? I'm trying to really broaden the, the horizons of, of our members as far as it's not just about the hot guys, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Although yeah. don't get me wrong. The hot guys are <laughs> 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 you know, I'm not trying to cut those boys out at all. But we found that when we started going to um, actual events with the cast, we would tell a story like from the time we kind of left our houses and you know going to the events and meeting them and showing all the pictures and and it was really great because the the, um, the the members really started to respond and say wow I feel like I was there you know right. you took yeah. us vicariously with you you know that's a great feeling when you know you can you can share that with everyone it's really interesting because I know for for myself and Derek we you know we would come out of films and we would just chat over them afterwards we would you know watch the same tv shows <laughs> um we you know both into comics um marvel comics dc comics and we would talk about storylines and so on and we kind of we wanted to kind of share what we were passionately discussing amongst ourselves sometimes you know, to the point of having an argument <laughs> or something because we had differing opinions on something. But, you know, always that we were exploring more and more about those storylines or the characters or, as you say, things like the shot that a director frames, how he moves the camera, maybe the music's really good or it's even a standalone soundtrack, all those types of things that just give that whole as you talk about i think is um it's it's a it's a really excellent thing and we were just wondering specifically on gotham then you know what are you excited for on gotham um is it the whole thing because i know you had a really good tagline there bring it on oh yeah we we feel your addiction yeah Yeah. (laughs) we can't wait to see i mean we've still not heard in ireland uk europe uh, quite who's going to pick it up and when and how close it will be to 22nd of September. It didn't stop us recording 10 episodes about the show. Of yeah, but... <laughs> I, I think that's pretty incredible and, and very impressive. I did read um, last week something came out that Fox is fast-tracking uh, Gotham after the North America premiere to Asia. And that 
I swear I had goosebumps because I called Candace and I said, oh, my God, do you know when we're next going to sleep? When we're dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, what are we going to do? You know, like, Sons of Anarchy is starting on September 9th. The screen is, the second episode has just happened. So, and, you know, we do all kinds of amazing things with gang-related. And I was like, oh, my God, this is such a monster. And so between Gotham and Sons of Anarchy, what are we going to do? And and it was like, okay, you know what? We got this. We we haven't slapped, you know, in, in nine months. So what's the big deal? We can hang <laughs> about uh i love about sort of the different groups is is we're 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 doing different things in the different groups because it's really about organically what's great for that group and what is that fan base like and you know what do they want to do like some things you know work in some groups and some things you know work better in other groups and it's it's kind of uh it's really quite interesting to see the different types of people that gravitate towards the different types of shows and what they want out of a group or a Twitter or or what have you, and how they want to engage. So we really try to understand what what they want, and then kind of go from there. And you know, it's kind of funny. We didn't really have Gotham uh, on our minds, but you know, we have a lot of the, the followers from Sons of Anarchy, a lot of the cast, and and uh, Donnell uh, Loeb mm-hmm. was coming to Toronto uh, for the CTV Upfronts, which is the television channel that airs um, that's going to be airing Gotham here in Canada. And he tweeted us at Sons of Anarchy, and he said, I would love to spend time with the SOA addicts any day, any time, anywhere in Toronto. And we were like, like, okay, let's do it. Stay after tomorrow, you know, when you're here. So we had a meeting with Ben McKenzie and Donald Loke set up. It's very informal. Uh, we invited sort of anyone who was in and around Toronto to come and join us. We ended up in a nice, quaint little... Um, at the Duke of York, obviously. Yeah. My, one of my, very one good. Of my favorite <laughs> And uh, we ended up at an English pub, and uh, four hours later, we were all still sitting there, you know, at a table listening to wonderful stories and uh, making, you know, really great fun. Unfortunately, Ben McKenzie's flight was delayed. He didn't get in in time. It was about five hours late arriving that day, so he didn't get to join us. But Donnell has said, you know, a lot of really great things to us about how he thought we had contributed so much to Sons of Anarchy and to Gang Related, and he thought we were just really, you know, he really liked what we did for Sons of Anarchy. And, of course, in the back of my head, I'm thinking, baby, here comes the Gotham Addicts. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm that a surprise for you. <laughs> well, yeah. And, you know, he's so supportive of us. He's just such a cool, cool guy. He's you know? such a wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. Honestly, he's such a great guy. It was really so much fun to hang out. I mean, who does that? You know, hang hang out with your fans for four, for four hours. That's such a such a sweet thing to do. Really, really nice, uh, really nice. So idea. we had uh, a picture taken, Candace, I, and and Danelle, and he tweeted it to Kurt Sutter and said something like, "While you're in England, I'm here with your super fans." so we were just like you know what these guys are just all so great when i decided to create the the twitter and the group and and everything uh my first tweet was to donnell that i just tweeted guess who and she's like as later there was a (laughs) follow-up And I was like, yay! <laughs> Excellent. And then he, That's of course, really tweeted to all of his cast and says, you have to follow these guys. They're the greatest. And, you know, he was just so supportive and, you know, trying to get his cast members to follow us. You must frequent mm-hmm. the group, boys. <laughs> Certainly. We are, we are regularly over on the group. We are regularly over on the group. You've got your rules there. Like, I mean, we joined up with the, the group there on Facebook um and you know it was really good to see you clear with the rules and you let people get on and and, and do their their comments their their questions our and rules so are pretty straightforward it. it's uh respect yeah respect the respect uh the group respect the members and respect the cast mm-hmm. and you know you can pretty much have any opinion you want as long as you do it respectfully uh that's all we ask and it, it's kind of, that's kind of how the other group started because I felt that there was a lot of uh, sort of disrespect going on in other places. 
And I was like, I don't want to be fighting with anyone. I want to say my opinion. If you don't like it, okay, let's have a, you know, an adult discussion. So that's kind of where that, that came from. And it's funny how everyone now loves the fact that the groups are about respect. And, you know, once everybody learns that, then it's a really great, there's lots of really great conversations, even if they completely disagree. Yeah. That's what's so great about about the groups, especially with SOA, because that's what we've been doing for such a long time, right? The, the other shows are, are newer shows. It's our one cardinal rule, and, you know, it's, it's, it's easy to say bye-bye. If you can't respect each mm-hmm. other, then this isn't the place for you. So, you know, we, we just show you the door, right? <laughs> but Creatively, I might add. Well, of course. We, yeah, we, <laughs> we, we do it very, very creatively because Kurt Sutter has given us some great scenes. And so we, we just borrowed the lines and created really cool bye-byes. We're there for the love of the show. And so we keep it fictional. And we, we do not allow anyone to talk about cast members personal lives or anything like that if that's our rule yeah. that's it you like it great you know we, you can in, be so invested and, and have such a great time and i'm telling you there's some people there are a lot of people in our soa group that are there 24 7 like us well speaking of stamina you you ladies have got the stamina on twitter we see you pinging <laughs> tweets around and it's it's an amazing sight to behold a wonder of nature i think i know i've just i i've just completely fallen in love with twitter and i you know between all of the accounts i i do all of them and i have all all the other girls out there who are who are helping and Mm -hmm. and it's so many you know the cast members to engage with us and i don't know i just get a rush out of twitter i'm just there all day every day don't, don't worry, Candace. Sophie is not not that bad either. She's not. Nice. <laughs> I must give credit where credit due. She absolutely feeds me a lot of the information because I can't do it all on my own. I, I need a great team, and I have a great team, um, especially on Twitter. We've got just, yeah. you know our admins are just fantastic, and you know they're all in different groups, and some like some more than the others, and we just it's just fantastic. I absolutely uh, love the support that they that, that that everybody gives us on Twitter. You know what's what happened, and and it's not like we had a plan because everything that has happened to the addicts just happened organically. But we do have 23 in our admin crew, and we're in nine countries. We literally cover every wow. global time zone. We roll our groups and Twitter 24-7. There is no one out right. there who does. You know, what we do, I would challenge anyone to come to the addicts and say, we have more fun than the addicts. There is no <laughs> way. There is no way anybody has more fun on, on Twitter, engaging with cats. And we do everything for free, right? And we don't even think that, oh, my God, we're doing this for free. We just love doing it. Love it. That's it. It's like the passion is there. It's really evident to see. And we have that kind of same... We just love talking about uh, Gotham, Batman, DC Universe, and we're so incredibly excited for for this show. You know, we we spoke for thirty five minutes on the two minute trailer that was released <laughs> wow. around Easter, um, you know, and we kind of thought, how are we going to do an hour show? <laughs> we'll be there for a day talking about it, and we'll never manage to get it out in time or something. So as more trailers came out, we just thought, well, this is 30 seconds wow. long, you know. <laughs> this, will, this will speak for 20, 25 minutes, and we just thought, you know. Um, and it's, it's just one of those things. You can you keep finding little things to talk about and opening up areas to explore a bit further and it's we see that with what you do on on twitter and it's such a great medium for doing that i think as well and being so sort of direct with the cast producers or you know creators of the show and and the artists the showrunners candace called me in april i'll tell you this is how insane the addict's life is it was a sunday i visit my parents on a sunday afternoon i went to my parents i was i wasn't there 20 minutes i literally said hi and then i got a call from candace 
And 20 minutes later, I left my parents and said, bye. And they said, where are you going? I said, I'm flying to London tomorrow. Bye. <laughs> wow. And, and this all happened because, you know, Kurt Sutter tweeted a tweet and, you know, and then she about, you know, he's only the writer boy and, you know, are people going to show up to the, the meet and greet that he wanted to do while he was in the UK? And she said, you have to go. He's all alone. I said, what are you talking about? <laughs> and she said to me, like, no, seriously, you have to go. I kid you not. Within, within three hours, I had my flight ticket. I had to get ready. The addicts were making all kinds of posters, you know, for the meet and greet, me and Sutter. And wow. we all went on the journey with her. I mean, I and picked her up at her house, and, take her to the airport, and we just started, you know, journaling the whole thing and tweeting it. And, yeah. and you know, when she arrived, when she got on the plane, when she landed, you know, walking around, looking at Buckingham Palace. And, and it was like the whole, you know, all, you know, basically 90,000 of us went to the UK, you know? It was, it so, was wow. so brilliant. Cool. And then, and then of course, you know, the following day that was the meet and greet. And it was just like incredible. The people I met and who I'm in contact with, like constantly. I mean, I just love and adore them. And then we all met Kurt and it was like, Oh my God, this is like so cool. That's what the addicts do. They just get on a plane and go. And there, there you go, listeners. That's how you become <laughs> yeah. an addict. It's a real one. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Long may it continue. That's what I was going to say. Let's talk Gotham. Yes. I watched Batman when I was a kid. I I don't even know one person throughout my entire life that does not love Batman or watch Batman as a child. But for me, because I never just stick to just the 60 minutes and then forget about it. And Candace Mm -hmm. can vouch for this. So for me... You know, like, I can't wait till Gotham comes on because I really, really have always my whole life wondered about uh, the relationship of young Bruce Wayne and Alfred. How did that happen? You know, how was it that just Alfred mentored, guided him, took care of him, was the main person um, and really his most trusted friend in his life? So I'm really, really curious about that. When I think about Gotham, that's the first thing that pops into my head is that relationship with Alfred. You don't know the backstory of it, but it's just such a bond, you know? It is. It's like something we talked about, I think, in one of the first episodes that we did, where I suppose it was more trying to explore various things and it was speculation, but it was this idea of it's something you've never seen before, this this child, this orphan child with a guardian who's been asked by his murdered parents, you know, in their will to look after him, this relationship that develops. You always, you know, it's always fast forward 30 years and you have Alfred and and Batman, Bruce Wayne, and older Bruce Wayne who you see the connection there, there's the loyalty there, and you wonder how did it get to that point and... It's something we're really keen on seeing, too. This concept for the show is so brilliant because, you know, all these questions that, that we have for, for every one of the relationships is just so amazing. It's just so uh, engaging, and I'm so curious. It's like just, you know, feeding someone's curiosity. So how did this all start? Because, you know, we've always accepted that there was a Catwoman and, you know, a Joker and a Penguin and all this. It's just been okay, but, but now when... You know, you're getting into it. It's like really, I'm dying to know how they got their names. I'm really, really curious to find out where each villain is at psychologically. Like, what happened to them? How did the Joker become the yeah. Joker? How did the Penguin become the Penguin? What were the circumstances, and what were what kind of actions actually happened, and 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 ramifications of consequences? And then all of a sudden, you've got a Penguin. I'm really excited about Robin Lord Taylor and where he will take Cobblepot and the the Penguin. Yeah. That psych uh, psychological thing, uh, Sophia, that you're talking about, is really something that. 
I can't really wait to see because what was it a couple of weeks ago now you had the casting uh-huh. of his mum so you've got his mum in there like is she a dreadful mother uh, an absent mother I mean what's the kind of relationship there that maybe fuels into him or is it just maybe he's bullied or you know what's what's the the psychological thing there I know I just feel like there's going to be so many social issues that will end up somehow uh, in the show which I think is really cool too yeah like it, it it it's it's fascinating especially you know given in, in this case the audience are, have a have a good idea for what's what's going to happen to these characters and what's what their end point is and what the overall end point of this show is going to be uh, and we're starting out much earlier than we than right. most people have ever seen in Gotham um, it's really interesting to think of how, of how that the how these characters are going to play together. I love I love the idea of of Jim Gordon and Harvey Bullock as right. you know, as much younger characters than we've seen them before. Um, really intrigued to see what what they do with those two characters, particularly. Yeah, the uh, show kind of has just inverted everything to mm-hmm. say you know there's a penguin, you know there's a Catwoman, but these are the experiences, both good and bad, that have led them on this path. And you share that journey with them. It will be really exciting. Mm-hmm. Donnell Log is just a phenomenal actor all around. I mean, hes I love him on Sons of Anarchy. I love him on Law and Order. Um, I know I'm going to absolutely adore him in Visceral. I mean, just the trailer alone just gets you excited. And um, I think he he's just going to be such an amazing part of sort of the, the anchor of the show, that's just going to be amazing. I'm, I'm so, I, I don't think I've been excited for a new show uh, like I have been for this show. We're the same, and I think with Donal Lowe, we think that his casting as Harvey Bullock is just like pitch perfect, because we've been looking at a few of the old comic series called Gotham Central, and it's all around the police department. And you have Harvey Bullock there, and he's this hes this real sort of... He's not a black-and-white character. There's so many um, layers to him. He's divisive, but at the same time, is, in a sense, his heart's in the right place, but his methods are maybe not to everyone's taste. And it's a really great character from the get-go, I think. And there's others that we've kind of explored like uh, Rennie Montoya and Crispus Allen and they're in the show as well and we are really excited to see to what extent do these characters get teased out as well and those relationships because we will have Jim Gordon and Harvey Bullock and that big detective partnership we're really interested as well to see does Harvey Bullock have a relationship, you know, professional relationship? Has he worked with, say, Rennie Montoya before, like he has done in the comics? Um, how how will that play out? And that should be really interesting to watch, I think. Dying to see him and Fish Mooney together. Because yeah. they're, they're hinting that there's some sort of relationship or history with them, let's say. And, you know, as far as the actors are concerned, you look at all of the pictures, like even the pictures that came out yesterday, you know, you look at Donnell and you look at at Ben McKenzie hanging out together, and they're just having a great time together. The chemistry between them is amazing. And, you know, two minutes before we got on on this call today, you know, Donnell tweeted that Ben had just fallen asleep on the plane, and, you know, he was going to play a joke on him. And, you know, then we tweeted back, I, tw- I tweeted back saying, you know, <laughs> why don't you draw a joker face on him? And, you know, he favored it in a minute because that's <laughs> who he is and that's the relationship that they have that, that the chemistry, you know, off the set off. is just as strong, is it, just going to make the chemistry on set that much better. Absolutely. Yeah, we saw kind of some uh, some tweets going back and forward between David Mazous, who's the young Bruce Wayne, yeah. and obviously Sean Pertway as as Alfred, but then also Donald Logan and uh, Ben McKenzie were all coming into it, and it seems as though David Mazous has got three butlers to keep him happy. You know what, I'm really, I mean, I'm excited about so many things, but I'm really excited about the mythology of, of Gotham. And, and seeing, you know, the way it's, it's all set up, like the visual of, of every aspect of Gotham. I think this would be a writer's dream to be able to create this story. Yeah. The tone that they're, they're going for. I love Fish Mooney, um, Jada Pinkett Smith, uh, with the flash of red in her hair. 
um, in the club. It just looks absolutely stunning and really powerful. Then you have this kind of cobble pot, this penguin sort of just almost like cowering in the background, that sort of disconnect between the two. And the writers seem to be having such great time with these characters already even just from the little bits that we've seen i can't wait for the full episode one to see her in her role as fish Mooney because it's a new character as well that we've never sort of heard about before so this this is great news for the show and it's it makes it huge to have someone such as jada pinkett smith in as well and she, I think she, uh, she tweeted yesterday that uh, it was Tishmini's a bit like Nora Desmond. That's kind of who she based her character on. Wow. I mean, you know, the good, the great thing for for guys this week at San Diego Comic Con, they're going to be showing the full pilot to uh, to a whole group of fifty thousand people in uh, in San Diego. So, they the lucky people who were able to go to uh, go to Comic Con this week. Lucky you know? is right. I tell you, one of the things uh, they've got three different experiences, you know, happening for for Gotham fans and. I would jump to zip line through, you know, Gotham skyline. There's no question. <laughs> Absolutely, I, I'd, I'd probably be more likely to take the cab ride. And, uh, yeah, I'd get arrested. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> End up in the back of the Gotham City police car. <laughs> I know it's just just so much fun. And all the buzz on on Twitter. Mm-hmm. It's going to be amazing. Sixty two late, sixty two days left before the premiere. Well, I was going to sorry, <laughs> like sixty two days to the premiere, but only a few days till San Diego Comic Con mm-hmm. because they're going to show the pilot in the big hall there at the convention center. And as you say, there's the zip line, there's the, right. the police cars, trams. They've all got Gotham over them, mm-hmm. so it's going to be a huge event. And those. I don't know, 40,000, no, can't be 40,000. Yeah, around 20, 40,000 people, <laughs> 60,000 people, however many people that convention, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> however many people that the convention center holds, is they're just going to be so stoked that they got to see the pilot. And I reckon there'll be such a buzz coming from from these people. It should be great fun. Yeah, and we're like we're hoping there's going to be a lot of a lot of the cast members down there for them as well. To... They're on a plane going back to New York right this second, so I'm not sure if they're if they're planning on going back uh, this week or not. Just back from the they TCAs. Were, they were yeah, out there so. already, right? They're out for out for the, T- the, the uh, television critics. Yeah, I'm really. I hope you know we get to to. Uh, see you know snippets of like video clip of of Bruno Bruno Heller. I mean, that would be just so cool. I I love. I'm so fascinated by what what showrunners do because I I love and pay attention to detail. And I know obviously clearly they do. Um, otherwise, they wouldn't be the showrunners. But I just love every aspect, and you know, like just to listen to them. Even even if it's like a one minute video, I just love listening to to what they share with everybody. It's so cool. Yeah, the I think the great thing that certainly I'm feeling from Bruno Heller and then Danny Cannon is just the thought that has has obviously gone behind it. Um, like there was, you know, there was some expressions that oh, there's loads of villains being touted and in the pilot and in these trailers, you've got all these different villains coming up. When they get a chance to respond and just have an interview and a chat with, with someone and you then start to hear, well, this is a pilot, we need to make it exciting, otherwise it doesn't necessarily get picked up. But then, you know, these characters will kind of be a much more slow evolution across the season or will be the main act that they're focusing on in the first episode and over then all the episodes in the in the rest of the season and Mm -hmm. i think that's really interesting just to hear what they've got to say as because you have that great sort of acknowledgement of the thought process and the creative process behind that imagine imagine you know I'm sure they've got it, you know, visually in their head what they want it to look like. But you know, just even the set directors and you know the, the cinematographers and and all the all the other pieces of the pie, it's just got to be like so. I mean, it's a it's a magical world, and you know, anyone who's making magical worlds that you know have to be real yet all these other components to them. Um, it, it's just got to be a dream come true. I mean, we're doing the strain as well, and 
Guillermo del Toro uh, was talking, who's, who wrote the books with Chuck Hogan, and one of the things he said is he'd been fascinated about, you know, the biology and, you know, epidemics and all of these things since he was, you know, younger, and as well as vampires. You know, he's, for, for 25 years, he's been, he's been collecting information on vampires, you know, and, how, and then how do you put the story all together? And I'm sure that Bruno Heller has probably been doing the exact same thing uh, his whole life, you know, has is, is been a fan of Batman, of, of the comics, of the shows, of the TV series. I mean, go back to the TV series in the 60s. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So you've got hey, watch it, watch it. No dating. What? Oh, sorry. No, no, no age. Dating. I watched them in reruns last week. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I, I'm just getting the Blu-ray edition yeah. next month, and I, I, I've never watched it before. <laughs> they were so great in their own way. I mean, I I remember being brought up on them as a kid um, on reruns on UK TV, and so now even though you know, Adam West is, you see him then come up in Family Guy and you go, oh, that's Batman from right. Batman 66. And he's just this great personality. Mm-hmm. And funny enough, they're at Comic-Con as well because of the, the Blu-ray being released. But it'd be great to hear what they have to say because they were so iconic in their own right. way. The the color, the biff, bam, bop, pow, yeah. that kind of stuff, you know? It's great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was... That was really cool. Yeah, I guess the graphics are going to be a little bit better than the Miss Bamboo. Wow. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I, so. I presume so. It'll be done in black. <laughs> <laughs> Not as much color, maybe. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. So how is it going to work out? Here's my question to you both. There isn't a date set for Gotham to, to air in Ireland or, or, or England. And you guys are just so invested and and so super pumped mm. about Gotham premiering and you've got to wait like how yeah. hard yeah, has that got to be for you guys <laughs> well you see the, i suppose we're, we're we're very used to it from uh, many years of, of watching tv shows over here the good thing generally when the, when a show's big enough and popular enough uh, in the states before it launches generally the rights are sold pretty quickly in the uk and it's it's broadcast within 3 or 4 days usually within the same week to stop internet piracy. So that's good. What yeah. we're doing about it is we're going to New York uh, pretty quickly after the pilot and uh, we'll catch up on the first two episodes while we're over there. So um, yeah, so we, we, we know for for absolute definite the first three episodes we're going to get at broadcast time in the States and then hopefully we'll have a, a timeline on when the rest of the episodes are going to broadcast. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of, it's one of those really weird things. I remember growing up with Star Trek and with the X-Files and you were a year behind what was going on in right. in the US. Uh, now with sort of Game of Thrones, say some of the other sort of really popular like Breaking shows, Bad or, Breaking yeah. Bad is another one. Yeah. You, there's almost there's almost no delay at all. So the this is really big at the moment. The amount of of information that's coming out on Gotham. I mean, even I think some of the newspapers now in the UK have released pictures mm-hmm. of that. So, that, I mean, I think that's unheard of, really, for the press over here to start putting out pictures of this new show, Gotham. I think it's just because it's Batman, it's Gotham. People love the character, and the show's premise is brilliant, as you, you know, as we've discussed already. Right. Hopefully it won't be that long, that gap. I think the main thing is we have to wait which broadcaster picks it up. Mm-hmm. over here then when it will premiere and what time and so on but hopefully it will be this awesome as well i think i know that uh you know kurt sutter released an article or, or blog or whatever he, he you want to call it in this uh this big push in hollywood to obviously um try to curb piracy as much as as much as you can and to protect the artist's mm-hmm. rights. And, and that's, you know, one of the other rule, rules in our groups is we don't allow anyone to post any pictures that aren't authorized. We don't allow piracy links. We don't allow any of that kind of stuff. There's, a, there's kind of a changing flow in in the thought process in Hollywood. And and I noticed it, you know, with um, with, with gang-related. They've now got the episodes on, you know, Fox.com. And then with, with The Strain, too, the, the numbers that they were released on the first week of the airing of the pilot, the FX uh, John Solberg refused to release the numbers until he had the, the numbers plus the days for the other people that watch it, whether it's PVR, whether it's some other, you know, legal out, outlet. And to bring those numbers in to sort of their overall ratings, 
which was the first time I think that's ever been done that I'm aware of. So there's a real push for them to kind of not go from this, this typical rating systems to understanding better how all these other different ways that people can watch the show yeah. um, play into the, the For the, the, the strain, for example, one, one of our admins, he watches the episode the next day and downloads from iTunes or, or mm-hmm. Amazon. When a show airs, I mean, just because of technology and everything being online, it's just not a true number. Because somebody else will set their DVR, or we call it PVR in Canada. Mm-hmm. You might not watch it until a week later. Yeah, absolutely. There's a great, a great article that came out of uh, came out of the TCAs this weekend, where four of the network presidents were talking to the television critics about this exact issue and about their their reporting on on numbers on the right. night of or the day after. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's show plus three or show plus seven, and and the strain, for instance, was up sixty two percent just when you added the three days. When they had the seven days, they're like the numbers are going to be in, insane. You know, like like they were at two point nine million. I think I think in their predicting by the time they add the show plus seven days, it's going to be ten million viewers. I think of my viewing patterns will come in of an evening. We generally either record it on our DVR, we may watch or catch up on Netflix, and all these different ways now of and mediums. Medium. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. know, players on the BBC, players on RTE over here in Ireland, all these different players that are putting out content Mm -hmm. on the broadcast websites, Netflix, Amazon, iTunes, all that. Plus, you know, we can set a a season record for the TV over here of a show broadcast. We might not watch it during the season. I might watch it over, I don't know, a long weekend or something it's not going to be the way we're going to be doing gotham though we will be covering it as we will be covering it as well <laughs> well and you know, no they're watching the, the night of it during is, yeah. is the ones that we're watching <laughs> and other than that unfortunately my team i'm still trying to finish my my breaking bags from season five on oh, i think we're going to run off and watch uh and watch sons of Alec after this absolutely <laughs> oh i think you i think you should definitely watch sons of anarchy well, I, I have a best friend who, you know, has been my best friend for all these years, and she knew that I was watching Sons, and, and you know, she's one of the first people to join the group just to support my group and what have you, and then um, about three weeks ago, I was like, come on, you really got to watch it, so we sat down one weekend, and she's, um, yeah, she's into season six, and she's calling me every day, <laughs> okay, I have to go to work, but I've got two seasons, I have two episodes into me, okay, I sent the kids out, and you need to get another two episodes into me, and right. so she's watched like uh, five and a half seasons in literally two weeks. Wow, you certainly do feed the addiction, don't you? That's I love brilliant. It. <laughs> I love it. So, yeah, we uh, do. I'm, I'm known to like go to the bank. Or, or I might be, you know, somebody will say, oh my God, what do you do? Like, what do you, what are you doing? Cause I'm on Twitter or I'm the phone is never out of my hand. And I'll say, oh, I'm tweeting. Well, what are you tweeting about? And so then I'll tell them and then I'll say, do you watch Sons of Anarchy? And they're like, oh my God, yeah. And I said, okay, where's your phone? You need to follow me on Twitter and you need to follow the main account on Twitter. And you have to join, you know, like our Facebook group right now. And I'll be at, you know, the, the checkout. Point and I'll say, look, you better do it right now because I'm not paying you for my stuff. Because I don't believe I don't believe you're going to do it after I leave. So you do it now, and then I'll pay you. <laughs> I love it. And what a what a perfect segue into telling people where they can find you guys. Where where can people follow you? For Sons of Anarchy, it's at SOA Addicts A D D I C T S on uh, on Twitter, and the group's name is Sons of Anarchy Addicts Anonymous support group uh for gang related it's gang related addicts and uh gr at, at gr addicts g-r-a-d-d-i-c-t-s on twitter we have at gotham addicts and or at strain addicts and at be addicts those are all of our twitters and the groups are just uh the name of the show with the word addicts after it well, guys, I think we're gonna have, we're gonna let you go. Um, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been really good fun. It's been talking an to you absolute guys. pleasure, ladies. It's really been good fun. Well, thank you. It's such a pleasure. Thank you so much for the invitation, and I I would love to talk to you guys. I'm, I again am certain we'll be able to organize something. Probably when the show starts up, it'd be great to get you guys back on board yeah, and, and see see if your feelings have changed. That would be fantastic. <laughs> 
That, yeah. that, that would be great. It was that an would absolute be pleasure, guys. Thank you so much. And if you're ever in Toronto. We will certainly look you guys up. It will be yeah. brilliant. And if you're ever in Dublin, mm-hmm. or if you're ever in the UK again, it's only a yeah. short hop for us, so um, give us a shout as well. We will we'll be de- in the UK. Definitely. <laughs> we'll be back in the UK. Excellent. Well, let us know. That's brilliant. Thanks so much to the Gotham Addicts for joining us. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, thanks guys. So much. Have a great evening. Please. Take care. Bye-bye. So we just want to say again a big thanks to both Candice and Sophia of Gotham Addicts, Sons of Anarchy Addicts. It was great chatting with them and listening to them and their views on Gotham, their views as a presence on Twitter, on Facebook, uh, as a, a fan medium for people to discuss and chat about their ideas with respect. It was really interesting and great fun. Really, really good, uh, good to talk to them and, and really good of them to make the time to... to uh to talk to us it sounds like they've they've got a mental schedule with everything that they're everything they're covering um yeah so uh join us later on in the week we're going to be doing a, another podcast this week i think about uh about comic-con and all the details coming out of comic-con for for gotham um you can follow us on twitter the at gotham tv podcast you can follow us on google plus and you can follow us on facebook again or at gotham tv podcast you can also email us um leave a comment our email is gothamtvpodcast at gmail.com. Any feedback from any of the previous shows? As Derek says, we'll be uh, looking at and discussing some of the things coming out of San Diego Comic-Con uh, this week. So that's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We hope to get another podcast out. With that, we'd just like to say thank you for listening. Absolutely. Thanks again for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Bye now. However dark and scary the world might be right now, there will be light. There will be light. Rose.